This is Biz. I'm a part-time working mom with two full-blown kids. And I'm Teresa. I have a family business, two young kids, and a toddler. This is a show about life after giving life. Don't listen with your kids, because there will be swears. This is One Bad Mother. This week on One Bad Mother, how far do I let this go? Plus, Biz thinks some games are weird. Teresa takes a break. And we welcome back Courtney Wyckoff, founder of Mama Strong. Woo! Teresa, how are you? I am okay. I, I, it's just, I, a few days ago, had a medical procedure, an outpatient medical procedure on my, one of my ear tubes. Um, (laughs) And really fun stuff, guys. I really realized after the fact that I had been expecting it to be like a self-care spa day for myself. (laughs) Like I I did. I I didn't like I didn't think that out loud to myself. No. But I was looking forward to it as though it were a self-care spa day for myself. I had a breathing tube in, so that's yeah. why my throat is all scratched up today. <laughs> oh, I'm getting a breathing tube today. Yeah. Clearly, Yay. it's a spa day. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Because you like, were put out. You were put under. I was put under, yeah. and whatever. And I just, like, was there. I was there at the hospital for, like, a few hours with no kids, like, by myself, you know. Luxury. Yeah, luxury. <laughs> and it was just funny because I, I woke up from the anesthesia, like, pretty uncomfortable. And, you know, as it happens most of the time, I think. And as I was getting ready to be discharged, I I actually had the thought to myself, this was not really the break that I kind of hoped it would be. (laughs) Can you guys admit me here overnight? Yeah. Like, this is just not as nice as I thought it would be. Like, really, Teresa, getting a medical procedure was not like a fun break. I don't know why I mm. thought that it would be nice, but clearly I'm overdue for something like that. I was going to say, I know why you thought it would be nice. Yeah. Because you're clearly overdue for something yes. like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's fine. I'm. It was, it went fine. I'm doing okay. I'm feeling like a little bit I don't know. I definitely, I I need some self-care in my future, <laughs> especially like with regard to my overall physical health, just because like I had like the stomach thing yeah. a couple weeks ago and then I had this and I'm just feeling yeah, kind of blah. Yeah. Your body and immune system are taking a hit. They are. Yep. Yeah. I am. Well, I'm glad it was successful. Yeah. And I'm sorry that you didn't enjoy it because part of the problem is when you are under sedation, mm-hmm. you don't get to be aware of the fact yep. that you're somewhere else. Exactly. And you wish you could be. Yep. Just suddenly it's over. Yeah, suddenly it's like yeah. it's like missing time. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You actually lost some time yes, during the day. I did. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is oh uh, guys, uh, this just in. It's really fucked up that this is like our where it we is. are. Because we've is. all done it. We've yeah. all done the like if I could just, you know, break my arm or something. Yeah. Where are we? <laughs> so <laughs> crazy. <sighs> How are you, Biz? Well, you may have noticed Katie Bell is not here for the first time in three weeks. <laughs> is that good? It was good God. because okay. I got to listen to podcasts I wanted to listen to on the way over here nice. and listen to whatever I like to do on uh-huh. the way to work. But it did feel weird. I got out of the car and was like walking in. I was like, did I forget Katie Bell? <laughs> <laughs> Where is she? So I just wanted to mention... I. There are some games, some imagination games that happen in my house. Both children have come by it sort of on their own. And I was thinking about it last night as I was listening to Ellis playing this with Stefan. And I thought, these are weird games. Uh, One, (laughs) the general theme is like when Katie Bell would have friends over or when she was by herself, she would play this, she's an orphan mm-hmm. and she needs me to be really mean yeah. to her. And they, obviously this comes from books or whatever. Yeah. But the fact that they then want to play it out yeah. and I just cannot be mean to make it. And I know what they want. Yeah. But I can't do it. Wow, but like, interesting. It's really, because I'm like, I can't tell you that I hate you and you're miserable and make you go do stuff. Like I can't, uh-huh. like not, I don't like that. But, constant orphan scenario uh-huh. uh, playing out. And then similar to that, 
this other game that they kind of play is something shows up on the doorstep or somewhere like, you know, Stefan will be like, hey, and I know that Ellis has asked for this. I found this egg, right? Because Ellis is like, pretend you only have one child and it's Katie Bell. And then you find this egg. And when you open the egg, like an Easter egg, I'm I'm in it. <laughs> uh, and you want to know if you should keep me. Right. Wow. And then it's lots of like, my name is Ellis. Do you have any clothes my size? Do you have a bed I could sleep in? I'm like, oh, we've always wanted another child. <laughs> you know, but like Katie Bell's were always really weird. Like we found like a watermelon with feet outside. Can uh-huh. we keep this watermelon? Like with that, it was like multiple different things that were found. They were all weird. And I'd be like, I guess we'll keep this watermelon with feet. Go see if she fits in the bed that we have. Right. It's a lot of like worst case, horrible abandonment, but then getting saved. I guess it makes sense, but I don't know if anybody else is playing these games. Their kids are living out these fantasies in their house. More importantly, I don't know if anybody else is playing along with these weird fantasies, Mm -hmm. encouraging them to go on. But I think it's a weird thing. And yeah. That sounds really entertaining. It it can be entertaining. I'm not saying it's not entertaining. Mm-hmm. I also am just like, it's kind of dark and weird. Uh-huh. And and I feel like just instinctually kids want to play that kind of game. Oh, yeah. I, I wanted to play that. My yeah, kids I aren't that into that. But as a kid, I played that yeah. kind of stuff all the time. We always played that we like... We're like we lived in a tree, yeah. and we didn't have our parents anymore. Right, yeah. right, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, but I, I think that actually ties in nicely to what we're going to talk about today, which is how far do I let this go? Please take a moment to remember: if you're friends of the hosts of One Bad Mother, you should assume that when we talk about other moms, we're talking about you. If you are married to the host of One Bad Mother, we definitely are talking about you. Nothing we say constitutes professional parenting. Biz and Teresa's children are brilliant, lovely, and exceedingly extraordinary. Nothing said on this podcast about them implies otherwise. Teresa, how far do I let this go? I ask myself that every day <laughs> about a million different things. Uh-huh. But for the benefit of the show, let's yeah. talk about how that question may arise for us yes. as parents yeah. when it comes to our kids. Yes. Shall I begin? Sure. Okay. Besides the how far do I let orphan games go on Uh without stopping them or trying to be like, guys, do you understand? (laughs) This is a real problem. Guilt them out of it. This is really fucked up. This is fucked up. (laughs) Both of my kids are into collecting some weird stuff. Katie Bell, not so much anymore. She's gotten older. But Ella's currently, there are two bags in our house, Ziploc bags. Mm -hmm. One has human hair Mm -hmm. the other one has his fingernails every time (laughs) guys his human hair his His human hair hair. but if he comes upon one of our you know like if i'm cutting or trimming katie bells Uh he'll want to keep it okay and fingernails he definitely wants my fingernails Uh his fingernails the cat's fingernails any fingernails if somebody's clipping nails he wants them in his bag Uh and like, it starts, like, the first time I think, it, the hair kind of, under, I think it's weird and gross, but, like, uh, all right, whatever. Yeah. Eventually, that will just magically wind up in the trash. Yeah. Because they never know where that is. I always find, like, the bags of hair someplace <laughs> that I know they haven't gone to look at recently, yeah. right? But the nails stay in a bag mm. with uh, two seashells and a rock Ooh. in the bathroom drawer okay. where the fingernail clipper is. Oh. And so... So every time you clip his nails, I have to try and has, catch. We got to try and catch the nails and like, them. yeah, save them. And he's like, yeah, he remembers. This is important. Me out. It's a little, yeah, icky. Yeah, and it's also like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just who do I tell? I mean, who besides I all you guys, I know. I know. that we have like a bag of human remains that right. my child wants well, to waste. Yeah. Human waste remains. Yeah, yeah. Careful how you. So, when, by the way, when Biz first texted me about this topic, <laughs> what she said was, "I mean, I have bags of body parts in my house," <laughs> and I was very yeah. happy and relieved to learn it that was fingernails. It was fingernails and hair. It's not. Yeah. Okay. Fine. It's not. 
fingers. Fair enough if we were coming upon those all the time. But But that would also be gross. And they would need to be kept in the refrigerator. But yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's not fun to see all that together in a pile, is it? No. Well, the Ziploc bag, luckily, it just kind of stays in the drawer. So you don't see it. But then like today, I was like, Alice, we got to trim your hair today. Uh And he's like. We should put that in the, my in bag, the bag of fingernails. And yeah. I was like, for me, somehow oh, that crossed a line. That, like yeah. to me, yes. that seemed too far. Yeah. And how long, whenever, I don't think about it until I, you know, I pull it out and I think, and I'm collecting the yeah. nails to put in the bag yeah. with him. Yeah. And I think, how long will this go on? Hold on. <laughs> I have to ask you about this yeah. though. Because so I'm with you for every step of the way of this, just okay. so you know. I'm with you as far as. Everything you're already doing and allowing him to do. And I'm with you as far as like (laughs) your concerns and like not being sure about it. I feel like if it had been me and my kid had been like, we should put this hair into the fingernail bag. I would be like, that's so gross. But like, I wouldn't say that, but I'd be thinking to myself, that's so much grosser than having two separate bags. Even I agree. Like the hair bag and the Mm -hmm. fingernail bag. Like for some reason... Putting the hair in with the fingernails. That seems really seems gross. Seems really gross. But then I would be like, but then how do I say that to him in a way that's like not judgmental? Right. Or maybe I can be judgmental. But also, how can I explain to him <laughs> this weird different? Like, I There's don't know difference. why it's different. I don't well, know why that grosses me out more. And how do I explain that to him? And if it's not gross yeah. to him, then why does that matter? Like, this, I feel like <laughs> this scenario is okay the wheels just keep fucking going around this is how you this is where our day goes sometimes this is where our day goes but and this is i feel like this is such a good example across the board like this little weird conundrum yeah is just one example yeah but like this type of weird conundrum is coming up a lot for me well i just want to say i Yes. Why I like that you go to the question of why is this gross? Yeah. And why can't I and is why was I like cool with yeah. the bag of why, nails? Yeah. And how far I, do I let this go? How far do how I let this go? Far? Because yes, yeah. because I agree because sometimes, you know, two bags in, yeah. I start to think, how did I let this start? Yeah. How did this happen? How did it start? This is not a good why idea. Why was I yeah. I appreciate yeah. that, you know, kids got to be kids and like, yeah. you know, this is not necessarily the thing to say no to. Yeah. Right. Like, I'm sure yeah. it's not hurting anyone. somewhere along yeah. at the beginning. It seemed reasonable. Yeah. But you're right. In particular, with the question of why is that so gross? Just to use this as a specific example. It's a little like, you know what? Celery and peanut butter yeah. is delicious. It's like that. But celery in jelly yeah. or celery in and spaghetti. So, it's, yeah. Yeah. Celery and ketchup. Yeah. Is or dipping your is, celery in your milk. Yeah. I was thinking milk yeah. too. Yeah. Drinking milk through celery. That yeah. would be crazy. Yeah. Don't would do you, that. Yeah. Would you? It's like yeah. we play those games with the yeah. kids all the time. Like, yeah. maybe my sock goes on my hand. <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm going to wear my hat on my knee. That's yeah. Crazy! Yeah. I'm gonna mix my hair with my fingernails. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> How far do you let it go? Yeah. It's really confusing. There are so many nuances to the way we think about things. The food mm. one is a really is another yeah. great example. Curtis is, you know, he use, he's two and he's using like an open cup now with mm-hmm. the kids. And he understands that, like, certain I things... I still don't let my kids use open cups. They're going to go to college with fucking... I know. <laughs> For no good reason, guys. Go ahead. How I far know. do I let that go? He, like, <laughs> he like was messing with it at the table over the weekend, and my mother-in-law was there, and she, like, got upset with him for messing with it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, he's two. And she was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Like, yeah. it's like because they have this open cup, you, like, think they need to follow the rules, but then you're like, oh, he's oh, two. Two, yeah. Um... <laughs> But like, no, but it's, it is really confusing because it's like, there are certain things where we're dipping, like we're dipping a cookie in milk. Yeah. And that's like how you eat the cookie. Right. And then five minutes later, he's got something else that he's dipping in the, in the milk. And I'm like, no, 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 we don't dip that in the milk. Do not (laughs) dip things in your milk. (laughs) Because it's like a strawberry or something. And I'm like, no, I'm like, stop putting your strawberries in your milk. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it's no, really yes. 
Some of this is so arbitrary oh. and confusing and stupid. Yes. Like, we just need to 90% shut up. 90% of parenting yes. is that. Arbitrary yes. and stupid. But at the same time, the world is full of gray areas. Yes. There, are, there is not a clear line on most things. So right. most of the time, what we're trying to figure out with our kids <laughs> and, like, help them learn is to figure out where that line is for them. Right. Because like, as much as I believe in the idea of, uh, you know, be yourself, don't worry about what other people think, Yeah, I still have moments where Ellis, who refuses to put milk on a cereal and just eats it dry, yeah. I'm like, one day you're really going out in the world. You're going to be spending the night yeah. at somebody's house. You're going to be whatever. And they're going to... Like, what's going to happen yeah. then? Gonna How happen? far do I let this, go, I let this go that yeah. I let you not have milk like, yeah. on your cereal, even though you fucking hate milk? Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I get it. But, like, are you in college just eating handfuls of <laughs> cereal on your wedding day? Are you just, there's just cereal shoving in your mouth as you walk down the aisle? Yeah. Like, because some of it is, like, it's cute. He's got uh -huh. these two bags. Yeah. But if he goes to school... Right. With his bags. No. Of like hair and nails. Yeah, no. No. That's a problem. That's Somebody, a, real a flag problem. is going up for somebody yep. somewhere. Yes. Even though it's not that big of a deal. Yeah. In theory. Or even just like a friend comes home from a play yeah. date and says to their parents, oh, yeah, Ellis has uh, bags of fingernails. May I start a fingernail collection, what, too? I mean, that would be, I, like, I feel like if Oscar came home <laughs> yeah. to your house and was like, Ellis has bags of fingernails yeah. well, i would be like what the fuck I know. And, <laughs> like, and if your kid said it Oscar's like can i start yeah. i want to start one i would too. be like no oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no yeah oh uh, well okay but like most of this stuff is stuff where because like i've had our wonderful babysitter has on occasion Said to, like sometimes when my kids are like creating a million, yeah. you know, my kids make a ton of stuff and there's right. so much stuff and it's everywhere. And on occasion when I'm cleaning it up and the babysitter is there and we're like talking about it, she has said to me, because I've said to her before, like, I don't understand what people do. It's just so much stuff. I, yeah. I can't even. She's like, well, you know, most of them don't. Most of them just say no. Most yeah. of the parents. She's like, most of the parents I work for, they would not let their kids do any of this. Right. And I look at her and I'm thinking to myself, because yeah. this is the flip side of it. Yeah. We can say we can say no to all of this. Shit. All of we this. We can say no to all of it. Right. <laughs> we can say stop yeah. what you're doing. <laughs> go sit down over there and draw. Right. Or read or watch TV. Yeah. Like, we could do that. I cannot bring myself to shut it down. I, I feel yeah. like it feels so contrary to their like natural development. Right. To like shut this shit down. Yeah. Just because I don't really enjoy it a lot. I, of the time, I, you know? yeah. Like, well, no, I think that plays into that. That is, that's the heart of it. I mean, you know, how long do I let this go? How far do yeah. I let this go? We all know it. It comes down to us. Yeah. And if we are wrestling with the idea of, well, our instinct says, let it go. Yeah. Uh, versus, you know, because of whatever baggage we bring with us, whatever our experience was as kids, were we allowed to go crazy? Were we not allowed to go crazy? Where were the lines for us? Where are the lines that we see out around us? Yeah. How are we impacted by, you know, those influences? Or I'm not going to do that with my kid yeah. or whatever. Or I love what that person's doing. Yeah. Right. As well as just the limitations of what we have the space yeah. to do. Yes. You know, I mean, so much plays into that. And I actually wrestle quite a bit with the, like, I don't know if guilt is the right word, but the, like, it's a, it's a word in the family of guilt somewhere mm -hmm. of, like, the, should I be saying no? I mean, I mm. should I should I be yeah. saying no yeah. to some of these things that really bother me versus yeah. they don't seem to bother anybody else? Mm -hmm. Like, should I be setting better boundaries and then I think, and then I have to go through that thing of, I do say no for X, Y, and Z. And I do, we do have limits on certain activities, behaviors. You know, we are definitely not sticking that strawberry in the milk, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? My kid's definitely not going to go out and assume that this is okay versus, yeah, if he wants to eat fucking cereal without, if he wants a bag of fucking fingernails, yeah. as long as he's not eating them, yeah. I guess it's fine. Yeah. But that's like a weird, you're right. It goes back to the very beginning where you started with the question of, I would wonder 
Yeah. I would wonder why it wasn't okay to combine them. Yeah. The brain space that it's taking <laughs> yeah. up yeah. seems so dumb. Yes. And if you were to tell this to anybody that you were taking up, that you were allowing yourself <laughs> to spend this kind of brain time on it, everybody would be like, you're going too far. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. Yes. yes. Yeah. Well, sorry. Fuck you! <laughs> <laughs> One Bad Mother is supported in part by Mathnasium. The way each child learns is unique, especially in subjects like math. Help them excel with Mathnasium. Whether your kid is falling behind in math or they're advanced and you want them to stay ahead, Mathnasium will create a customized learning plan specifically for their needs. Hey guys, I have kids in elementary school. Math is different, but the same. And I may not be the best person to help my children with the math, both actual math and emotionally just (laughs) trying to do math homework together. Mathnasium has over a thousand centers worldwide. And not only can you sign up for classes, you can drop by any time. And it's for grades two through 12. Mathnasium gives kids confidence in math and confidence for life. Learn more today by going to mathnasium.com slash OBM or call 855-354-MATH. That's mathnasium.com slash OBM or call 855-354-MATH. Hey, you know what it's time for this week's Genius and Fails. This is the part of the show where we share our genius moment of the week, as well as our failures, and feel better about ourselves by hearing yours. You can share some of your own by calling 206-350-9485. That's 206-350-9485. Genius fail time, Teresa. Genius meme. Wow. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I saw what you did. Oh, my God. I'm paying attention. Wow. You, Mom, are a genius. Oh, my God. That's fucking genius. So we still have the crib pillow that Oscar used when he was in the crib. It's like barely a pillow. Right. It's like the little flat, skinny, just like tiny rectangle like right. pillow in quotes. <laughs> But it is a little pillow, and it goes in the crib. And I never got one for Curtis, because by the time we had Curtis, Oscar was no longer in the crib. And I just figured, well, Curtis can use Oscar's. Oscar has a regular-sized pillow for his regular bed now. But Oscar has not been able to let go of the crib (laughs) pillow. And every time he sees Curtis using it, he's, like, upset. And he keeps taking it back. And then, like, occasionally he'll be like, you can use it. You can use it. It's fine. And then he'll be like, no, it's mine. I I was just letting you borrow it. I want it back. And it's kind of driving me crazy. And, like, the main problem, I realized, is that we just have the one pillowcase because it's, like, the crib pillowcase. Like, we didn't buy, like, a bunch of sets of crib pillowcases because there's just one pillow, you know? So what I realized the other day was I could just get a regular, like, another pillowcase, like, a regular pillowcase and just wrap the crib pillow in another pillowcase. And then then Curtis doesn't know that it should be Oscar's and he doesn't feel weird about it. Yeah. And Oscar doesn't notice. That it's oh, there. Yeah. And Has I guess worked? it's like a big dub. But yeah, it's, to- it's totally working. Like now, That's now awesome. it's in the crib and Curtis is finally using a pillow. <laughs> and Oscar's not like, where's my pillow? I, no, because oh. he doesn't He doesn't like think right. of it unless he sees, sees it. Because he uses his regular pillow. Genius. Yeah. So good. I know. Thanks. All right. This definitely falls into the category of nobody cares. Okay. Ellis remembered that he likes pesto sauce. So... I make it, and it's like this lemon super roasted garlic pesto, Mm -hmm. so yum. Uh, So he really wanted it, so I made it, and Katie bellied it, and Stefan ate (gasps) it, and I ate it. (gasps) And it was a night in which every person ate the same meal and, like, ate it up. Like, everyone ate 
the same dinner. Everyone together. ate the same dinner together. And I oh remember like I was sitting there and I really was like, this yeah. is such a this is yeah. such a wonderful yes. moment. Family dinner. I, I it just I only made one meal and everybody's eating it. That's amazing. It it was. That's and, amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, but again, you can't be like, everybody's in yeah. the same meal. Yeah. No. <laughs> like, great, Elizabeth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so impressed. I'm very happy for you. Thank you. It, I feel it was like pure happiness. It's so good. <laughs> Hi, I'm One Bad Mother. Um, love the show. And I have a genius for you. So I have a six-month-old baby, and my good friend and coworker also has um, a one-year-old. And we've been discussing how tired we're all being constantly. So uh, we have decided that next Friday we are dropping off our babies at their prospective daycares. And we're not telling our families. We're taking the day off. And we are going to split a hotel room and just sleep all day. Just all day sleep. It's going to be glorious. No one has to know. No one has to judge. And we are going to get some rest. Thanks. Love the show. Uh, yeah. This is. It's it's like. It's did so you? Good. I'm just like. I know. Are we allowed to do that? Can you call back and let us yeah, know how that just, was? Even if you wound up not sleeping, but you both just yeah, laid, in a, laid bed in a bed. And never had to get out and just yeah. watch garbage. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. It's so I love good. it. God, you are. A genius. Failures. Fail, 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 fail. You suck. Fail me, Teresa. All right. Well, I I love doing this fail right after your genius. <laughs> um, so the other night I was like kind of just scrambling around trying to figure out what I could make for my kids for dinner. I finally settled on making a big quesadilla that I could, you know, cut yeah. up into slices for them. I made a quesadilla. It was inedible. Um, <laughs> I just had to toss it aside. It was ruined because I got distracted. <laughs> then I made another quesadilla, which I cut up and served to them. Mm. And then while they were not eating that quesadilla mm. because nobody wanted it, I made a third quesadilla, <laughs> which nobody ended up touching, but which later I went back and discovered I had never put cheese into. Wow. I had just cooked... They two sides of tortillas. They would have eaten the shit out of that one if you I put know. it on the... <laughs> Sometimes the monotony of doing the same thing every day doesn't work to our benefit. Oh, you're doing a horrible job. Thank you. I to fuck that shit. I to fuck! <laughs> okay, so again, not a tangible fail this time. It's really more of a... You would think, we talk about... Oh, after doing the show, we've learned all this stuff. We're we're getting better. Yeah. We're getting really good at stuff. Yes. The one thing I seem to not be getting really good at is still having that feeling when I am out in the world uh, around other kids mm. that I still have this moment of, how's, uh, how's that kid like that? And yeah. that's not my kids. Yeah. And I, the only thing that's improved is I no longer am like... I, like, I totally accept who my kids are now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because that was something I really wrestled with earlier on. But now I'm just like, these are my kids, and I love my kids, and I'm happy these are my kids. But I also sometimes just have that question pop yeah. up in my mind of like, I wonder what that's like. Yeah. For it to be that quiet. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I... <sighs> It's just, it's a personal thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it happens. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> Sorry. It's okay. It's okay. Hi, this is a fail moment. Uh, I'm a stay-at-home dad in Victoria, British Columbia. I have a nine-month-old son. He's recently gotten good at just hammering down on the bottle. Uh, so that's leaving him to burp and spit up quite a bit more than normal. I gave him his bottle. Forgot about this. We were whispering into each other's ear, telling each other secrets. 
And then he spit up directly into my ear. This was about 20 minutes ago, and I now have swimmer's ear from what I know is baby vomit. God. Anyway, I love your podcast. Thank you guys so much. It's been really helpful to me. Um, and that's it. Thank you very much. Bye. You're that's welcome. Wow. <laughs> I, I hope what's been helpful is knowing that you're not alone. Yeah. People have babies puking up in all sorts of orifices it's on true. them. Yep. Wow. How dare you forget yeah. for two seconds that your child is a burper puker. <laughs> After I like that he's like pounding down the bottle or whatever, hammering it down. I, I was like, that is good. That's yeah. exactly what it is. Yeah. Well, you're doing a horrible job. You really are. God. It's awful. <laughs> You are the greatest mom I've ever known I love you, I love you When I have a problem I call you on the phone I love you, I love you Hey, Teresa. Let's call someone today. Today, we are talking to Courtney Wyckoff, who is the founder of Mama Strong. She is a certified personal trainer and corrective exercise specialist with 16 years experience in the field of fitness, nutrition, and injury prevention and treatment. She has been working exclusively with pre- and postnatal women for the last nine years. And if you want to hear why we love Courtney so much, you can go back to her previous visits on One Bad Mother on episodes 143 and 165. Welcome, Courtney. Welcome Yay, back. I'm so glad to be here. Yay. <laughs> okay. Well, not all, I'm like, how are you? But I want to say, how are you and who lives in your house? Yeah. Tell us uh, I am doing great, and uh, I'm doing great. A lot has changed, so what you might hear before is not what's happening today. I uh, <laughs> Let's see, who is in my house? My two kids, my 12-year-old Ella and my 7-year-old Ren, um, and I just recently got married, so uh, my now husband, which is still weird to say, Gage, was in my house, <laughs> and I think since we last talked, I don't know what animal was alive, but we've gone through a few animals, um, which has been shocking and distressing. But uh, now we have a tiny dog named Franny, uh, who looks more like a cat or a fox. I don't know. Um, We have two cats, which I'll never do again. And they're named Aster and Sam. So that's it. That's a lot. Well, and there's one, I guess there's a sort of person growing inside me named, that will be named Wyatt, a little girl. Oh. I'm 31 weeks pregnant. So she counts too. Yeah, yeah, she's coming. She's living there. She's living there now. <laughs> she is definitely there. Taking at 31 weeks. That's right. Yes. I can't believe 12 and 7. Because not only do my children seem to age, it's really weird when we talk to previous guests where I'm like, 12 yeah. and 7. 12. They were just cr- yeah. like, they were so not 12 and 7. No, when there we was first no spoke in my house yet, there was, that was not happening. Yeah, that is insane. <laughs> it is insane for and, lots of reasons, and I'm doing it all over. Like it might I think I'm completely, completely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it again. Well, I think all of this actually ties in super nicely to why we're having you back on. Um, <laughs> I want to start. Let's just let's just get the basics out of the way and tell yeah. us about Mama Strong again for anybody who hasn't heard yet. Okay, so Mama Strong is an online fitness resource for women or mothers or both. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, you know, with all this inclusivity talk, I'm like really afraid I'm saying the wrong thing all the time. But anyway, so I'm doing my best. Um, there are three programs. Uh, there is the Mama to Be program, which is for pregnant people. There is New Mama, which is for women who have uh, just given birth up to six months postpartum. And then there is the Mama program, which is for women six months postpartum and on, which means, you know, we have people in their 70s mm. in that program. And each program basically goes through a process of um, teaching people how to exercise in a way that's not going to hurt them. 
can resolve pain patterns, heal pelvic floor issues, and most importantly, not take up a lot of time or resources. So it's 15 minutes and under a day, $5 a month. We have a buddy system. We have a great online community, things like that. So that's the general general gist. I think uh, underneath that, what we really care about is uh, what happens when a woman is really integrated and really strong. How does she then show up in the world? So our focus is 100% on function over appearance, which I think is a big differentiator for us over other companies. Yeah, it's well, it's why we love you. <laughs> but it's because it's true. It's it's about strength and about and I don't mean like I can lift, you know, five children at once strength. I mean, it's about feeling good with your body. You know, That's your right. body, not the body that somebody's telling you you're supposed to have, you know, a couple of weeks after giving birth to a human. That's right. <laughs> the other thing, you know, it's so funny. <laughs> I just I just don't understand, Courtney, why we would need to focus on things like this, given how much focus is put on women's physical health surrounding pregnancy and childbirth. I mean, I mean, it's just so natural that we would need to do work or training or exercise before we go through this incredibly physically exerting and sometimes traumatic experience. I yes. mean, it's like a dime a dozen out there. I mean, literally, I was reading an article the other day that was like, we're going to focus on... <laughs> the women, like their strength in their body and how their body works before birth. And I was like, yeah. just now? What? Yeah. <laughs> just, 2019. Just thought of that. Here we go. Yeah. It's so bananas. I, it really uh, is bananas. And we've, I, I want to get specifically into one of the things that you focus on. And there have been, again, a lot of articles popping up because maybe it's a thing. Yeah. That women deal with and we should all pay attention to. And it's, oh, my God, please say it for me. Diastasis recti. Am I oh gosh, close? You totally got it. Diastasis oh. recti. Some people say it differently. You know, yeah. potato, potato. Okay, so good. I could have said that different. lots of different ways, guys. Yes. Uh, you probably will yes. next time. And I will the next time, I, <laughs> the next time I say it. Let's talk about diastasis recti. Can you give us a quick reminder of what that is? And why that's important to know about. Yeah, so it is actually the normal, and this is really key in the discussion of diastasis recti. Um, it's the normal process of abdominal um, separation during pregnancy. So basically, your six pack muscle, you know, has two sides. You can see it in people who have like who are just cheap dinner dates and have low body fat. Yeah, <laughs> um, you can see their six pack muscle, and uh, there's a line down the center of the of that six pack. So while pregnant, everybody, uh, their six-pack muscles separate. And in between those muscles is a is connective tissue called the linea alba. And that tissue is supposed to stretch while pregnant. It creates like a, a trampoline or like a hammock-like experience for the baby so that you can grow. And the um, abdominis muscles then move to the outside, providing support along the outside of the abdominals at that point. So it's very normal during pregnancy, and it's something that has to happen. I think that's important to say because with all the uh, information out there about it, I get a lot of members now who write in terrified when they're pregnant because they're like, oh, my gosh, I have abdominal separation. I'm like, yeah, because you're growing a baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <but> I think, <laughs> think it's abnormal, and they get very scared. So I think it's very important for people to know it's totally normal and actually one of the miracles that happens while pregnant. It becomes abnormal and a problem uh, once you give birth, and then it hangs around for six months or longer. Really, it's going to take about six months postpartum for you to uh, begin to heal that tissue and to draw that rectus abdominis back together. So if that doesn't happen, then you end up with a, a prolonged experience of abdominal separation and that's when we run into a lot of problems because basically your guts are hanging out. <laughs> so you don't have anything connecting. Yeah. Um, the tissue in between gets very, very stretched out. And uh, the best description that I can come up with is like if you leave a hammock out in the sun <laughs> too long, <laughs> the fibers no longer are elastic. Um, uh, yeah. That's what, that's what ends up happening to that tissue in between. So, 
women end up with, um, you know, most noticeably what has been sadly termed the, the mummy tummy or the mom pooch or whatever, whatever. Uh, but it ends up, you know, where your belly hangs out and you don't know why that's happening. You do all the right things and it's still happening. It can also lead to back pain, um, incontinence, uh, hernias, basically all your problems. We can probably go back to that. <laughs> I just got to say how angry I am, actually. And we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. And I was angry mm-hmm. then. But I'm even more angry now that, like, no one... No doctor in any of the bazillions of visits I went to with my OBGYN, did anybody ever talk to me about that or explain mm-hmm. that to me? And when, yeah. as soon as you said, like, the pooch, like, the mom's yeah. stomach, I thought, yeah. I, mean, I have that. I thought, like, this is, it's just something you have. It's not yeah. something that... It, like, I don't know any science behind it or that there's, like, anatomy behind it or that, like, that's something that it is what you just described. It's just it's yeah. just your bod. It's your mom bod now, right? Like, and okay. that's infuriating to me. <laughs> it's so infuriating. I feel you. I think, I think when it comes to women's health issues, especially with motherhood, I mean, we can go into why it has to do with the change of identity. We're no longer seen as sexual creatures, so, like, yeah. our value goes down, blah, 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 but, like, really, I mean, we either treat it with a hysterical attitude, yeah. like, make it this huge deal, or we don't talk about it at all, and, you know, diastasis recti, I have watched go through that, um, through that whole process where we didn't talk about it at all, and I was a Pilates teacher, yeah. and I had my second kid, uh, and I hadn't even heard, I mean, I had to dig through uh, some guy, Stuart McGill in Canada, uh, I had to find his book and get his textbook to even begin to learn that this was even a thing. And I had spent my life uh, training in core rehabilitation and I knew nothing about it. Um, and now you can see that the media has kind of grabbed onto this. And so now we make it this hysterical thing where one, uh, we're being told it's abnormal, which is not true. Uh, and two, that it is very, very hard to fix, which is also not true. So it's just, to me, it's just frustration is still there because uh, we either aren't talking about it or we're being scared to death and making it this, this scary thing. When really, it's just a basic medical issue that with basic fixes to the engineering of our body can be completely fixed. Well, it's, I mean, one of the things you said that struck me on one of your first visits was that, like, if you were in a car accident or let's say you were a professional athlete or, yeah. you know, I mean, any range of like things where you are putting your body through something or your body has been through something, most of the time people are prescribed physical therapy for it. That's right. Obviously. Oh, your leg, you hurt your leg? Well, a little physical therapy, your leg, all those muscles will start working again like they're supposed right. to. <laughs> and like, but no one looks or people have not in the past been looking at pregnancy as any of those things. It's just a thing women do. And there's, there is no, well, yeah, why wouldn't you want to train for that? Or why, besides just, this is what labor is, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you could be knocked out or do it live. Uh, and, uh, or after <laughs> your body has done this, that these muscles I mean, we're all told the like, well, all of my organs just got squished down or squished up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that my body is moving around like a mm-hmm. crazy smoothie, right? Yep. But like, <laughs> you know, in like the healthiest of pregnancies, your body's supposed to like shift and move and do crazy things. <laughs> and then it's like just a all going to smoothie it, right now. We're going to use that. <laughs> <laughs> it's all just going to go back overnight. And if it doesn't, that's your yeah. lot in life. Yeah. That's. Like, I feel like that plays so much into our, you know, how women feel about their bodies after birth. And so I want to actually get into, you refer to it as, or one of the ways you refer to it is about resilient strength in our bodies. And I, and in our life, which I think is, this is why I love the word resilient. Can you talk about, about that and what you mean by it? Yes, this is something I think even since we last talked that I've been really working on and focusing on. And I find it to be, you know, as always, the body is this micro teaching us to the macro of our life and society and 
what it means to be a woman and all these things. There's this beautiful idea of resilience strength that's really good for our body, but then also really powerful in the world at large, especially right now. Um, so when it comes to the body, uh, you know, <laughs> something I always say is like, your vagina is not a bicep. Like, but I want a t-shirt that says my vagina is not a bicep right now. <laughs> but we have been taught our whole life that when you're having pelvic floor issues or when something's going on down there, what do you need to do? You need to squeeze and hold and like, you know, bench press your vagina. And the reason for that is because if we look uh, at who is teaching us this, usually, not always, it's a sweeping generalization, excuse me, but most of the time this information has come from male physicians or uh, people, old, old, old information that um, said that we need to be tight down there. Now, that was a bias based off of the male experience, right? <laughs> Things to be tight. So the, what's happened now because of this tightness and this focus on Kegels and a focus on um, crunches and a focus on that type of strength and that static strength in the core is that more and more women who are young and fit are experiencing terrible, terrible conditions like diastasis recti, like prolapse, like incontinence, um, and it's all because they actually have a hypertoned pelvic floor. So where we used to think it was a weakness, when things are going wrong down there, we're actually now finding that it is because everything is too toned. We're too strong down there. So it's like it's not elastic. Um, and the pelvic floor needs to come and go like a trampoline. Mm. And yet we've trained it like a steel trap. <laughs> <laughs> With teeth. <laughs> that has backfired because it's really, really supposed to be dynamic, responsive, resilient tissue. You know, we all know that. We put a tampon in. Like, we know somewhat of our anatomy, hopefully 2019. Like, it's not a bicep. Like, it is dynamic tissue. Wait a second. How do you hold your tampon in? (laughs) Squeeze. So, So I think that's the big change here is like, oh, okay. I'm not going to try to teach women how to hold on down there. I actually have to teach them how to hold on and let go. And for most women, I'm actually teaching them how to let go. I guarantee if you stand around just for five minutes, uh, you will find, or even sitting, uh, you'll find that you're constantly clenching down there. (laughs) Like, who taught us that? Like, where did that come from? Part of it's because our pelvis isn't in the right place and it doesn't feel very stable. Some of it's from posture cues from our grandmothers, you know, to stand tall and put our hips under and shoulders back. Some of it's from stress. Um, <laughs> or just like, I don't know, we've acquired this information that we have to hold on down there. And uh, so the resilient strength is really about letting go and then having the pelvic floor become this really strong anchor point that we're able to tap into when we're doing dynamic movement. So that's been a real flip for me. And that's what's actually healing things like that. Prolapse, which is a terrifying but very common condition now, and incontinence, which is huge. Yeah. Oh, who would have thought that letting go is actually going to be the fix for those things? Like it's, it mm. sounds counterintuitive, but it's exactly the fix. I'm going to ask you this question. This is like a wrap-up question of like, like you were saying, things have you know you're approaching it in different ways now. You know, based on what you're learning, you're now pregnant. Yeah. And and it's been a while since the last it's been seven years. And so and yeah. I so I know things have changed for you as well as things have changed in how you're looking at your physical strength, as well as maybe you're getting new information from doctors when you go see them. Because like every time every year somebody's pregnant goes in and gets something totally different said to them by and yeah. the next day you're like, yeah. you didn't tell me that last time or you told me such and such last time. So I guess coming at it from somebody who is literally in it at the <laughs> yeah. moment, is there anything different about what you're doing? How much awareness and focus does it bring on your work? <laughs> oh, my God. It's changed everything. I mean, to be honest, I've had to change everything. But I think most importantly, it's, it's showing me that what I've been teaching before you know, being pregnant this time is, is actually right, which is a huge relief. Otherwise, I'd have to scrap the whole thing and find something else to do, <laughs> which is hard of my age. But, yeah, so, you know, my last two pregnancies were pre-Mama Strong. Yeah. And 
uh, I did not work out. I was a trainer, but I didn't work out a single day of either pregnant of either pregnancy because I was completely terrified to do so. But also, I didn't feel good. I was in I was in a lot of pain and uh, back pain, et cetera, et cetera. So and and along with it, I was dealing with severe panic attacks. Now that could have been because of the relationship I was in at the right. time, but I also think there's this very important tether that exercise um, provides women, which is getting into our body, number one. Number two, the type of exercise that especially we do at Monstrum. This pregnancy, I'm 38, you know, I'm supposed to like be feeling worse. <laughs> I told my doctor the other day, I'm like, I think I feel too good. You know, other than the normal pregnancy thing, yeah. I have zero back pain, which before I couldn't even, I couldn't walk a single day of my pregnancy without feeling excruciating pain. I don't have the normal feelings of uh, crunchiness or anything I felt before I didn't, um, I have not experienced this time. And I think most importantly, that physical stuff is great, but the other side of it, the ability to get some sort of endorphin, (laughs) endorphin sent to me, the ability to actually tap into my body, uh, do something that isn't going to drain me. That's just enough time. Like just, the ability to be to be able to exercise every single day while pregnant has been quite extraordinary for me and uh, has relieved me of uh, the panic attacks um, that I was feeling before. So on so many levels, I think what I have learned really through other members teaching me over the last seven years has been really healing for me. I mean, to be able to be 38 and be pregnant and be able to say all those things, yeah. I would have never, ever thought that would happen, ever. Yeah. So that's been that's been pretty incredible and to the point where I'm like every single woman I know needs this information. It's not luxury information. Like this is stuff that our doctors should be saying. You know, yeah, you no, get five I, minutes of exercise in today, et cetera, et cetera. No, I, I really think just the information that it's normal versus mm-hmm. it's rare or no one said anything about it so it must be weird and rare and I must be the only one or my grandmother said it was you know what she had or my mother said you know what I mean like yeah we're just factually saying there's probably a better chance that what you're dealing with is actually normal on lots of levels (laughs) is I think it's really important and I just you know we really value the work that you do and how you approach it for women and I just you know, thank you so much for coming back on and doing what you're doing. And we look forward to hearing all about Wyatt when she comes mm-hmm. along. And again, everybody can check out Mama Strong and learn more about this. Thank you so much for joining us again, Courtney. Thank you guys for having me. You all are my favorite. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, we will, I'm sure we will talk again soon. <laughs> yes, I hope so. I hope so. You guys have a good day. You, you too. too. Bye. 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 It's Ali Kokesh, one of the cast members of Mission to Zix, a new addition to the Max Fun Network. We're blown away by the welcome we've received from Max Fun listeners, telling us you've discovered the show and are binging it hard, supporting us during the drive, and just being rad humans all around. Mission to Zix is an improvised, obsessively sound designed sci fi comedy epic following a group of ambassadors as they explore the ass end of space. I play Dar, the 12 foot tall omnisexual security officer with furry scales, chest talons, and a series of flaps and shoots that are for. You know what? You'll figure it out. We'd be delighted if you joined our crew aboard the aging sentient starship, the Bargerian Jade, as we travel the Zix Quadrant, meeting all sorts of weird aliens played by brilliant guest comedians. That's Mission to Zix, Z-Y-X-X. Now I know what you're thinking. I'm no nerd. I wouldn't listen to a Star Trek podcast. If you're listening to any podcast, you're a nerd. Just admit it. 
We're all in the school's band practice room having our lunch together away from the rest of the school. Yeah. And we're here to tell you about our Star Trek podcast. Yeah. And uh, even if you don't even like Star Trek that much, but you are a nerd, which admit it, you are, you will like this show. You shouldn't be too ashamed to subscribe and download The Greatest Generation on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't let me interrupt. I love Courtney and I hate the rest of the world. I <laughs> <laughs> just like, uh, yeah. why is it that like all of our episodes are just sometimes a painful reminder yeah. that it should not be 2019 and we should not just be now going, maybe we should look at how pregnancy affects women's physical and mental health. Yeah. <laughs> I love Courtney. Check out Mama Strong. It is very insightful and helpful uh, information that you can look into and talk with your own doctors about. And, you know, I just, she's great. You know what's also great? It's listening to a mom have a breakdown. Hi, One Bed Mom. This is a breakdown. I adopted my son last April, and I adopted his sister in February. And I love them so much. But it's so hard. I'm a single mom, and I work full time, and I don't have—I don't feel like I know who I am anymore. I feel like I'm not myself anymore. I feel like I'm a human jungle gym, and all I do is make dinner and do laundry and give baths and. They're two and ten months old, so they need me all the time. And I never get to enjoy them. Other people get to enjoy them. My <laughs> parents do. Their godparents do. They watch them every day while I work. And all I do is the other stuff. And I feel like shit because sometimes I regret becoming a parent. And people tell me, oh, this is what you wanted. You wanted to become a single mom. You knew what you were signing up for. Yeah, I did. I knew it was going to be hard. And being a parent is hard. Being a single parent is really hard. And I wouldn't trade my kids for anything. I would step in front of a bus for them without blinking. But sometimes I just wish I could have five minutes and just and be me. Thanks for listening. I love your show, and it gets me through a lot. Thanks, One Bad Mom. You're doing a really good job. You are remarkable. Yeah, you are. You're doing a remarkable job. Yep. Everything you said is so relatable. I yeah. mean, like... See, this is... I. I was talking with Teresa before the show about this thing that we all, ex well, I don't know, I'm going to say we all, but a lot of us experience, and it was like my fail, where it's like, ugh, those little moments of what if, mm -hmm. should I have, is the, you know, why can't, mm -hmm. and and then we immediately feel like shit for them, even though they clearly are a natural part of our process of dealing with these massive changes in our lives. And one of the first things we said on the show a million years ago was, we are not going to be a place where you have to feel like you have to remind us that you love your kids. Mm -hmm. Guys, we all know that we all love our kids. Yeah. So let's just move that aside and deal with the fact that what you're saying is true. You're exhausted. Life changed so quickly for you. You're working full time. Your support system is, you know, not enough, even though you're yeah. talking about having family there to help. But they're there while you're working. While you're working. Yeah. You're not getting the time yeah. off. And that, oh, when she said, and then I'm just stuck with all the like... The work. Yeah. The work. You're, you you got to yeah. do the work of it. Yep. The lunches and the changing and the baths and the feeding and the dinners. Laundry and, and chores uh, and errands. The and, stuff that every yeah. day is not the fun stuff. Like, I hate still having to say to Katie Bell, I'm sorry, I cannot do this 
thing with you right now. Yeah. Because I have to take care of these other things yeah. that are important to to us and to you. Right. Right? And it, it's that's a hard thing to have to do. Yeah. And sometimes just having all of those burdens yeah. makes it truly impossible to enjoy yes. those moments with your kids, even if you are choosing like, okay, I'm going to set aside this time and really like work on this thing with this kid or I'm yeah. gonna, like really sit here and read with them or really play with them. Sometimes it is still, if you're not getting any time for self-care and you know that you're, you know that like as soon as your kids go to bed, you're going to have like 25 things to do before you yeah. can go to bed. Sometimes it's just really it's that makes it really hard to enjoy those moments together. Yeah, I feel like there's somewhere along the line we've gotten it into our heads some sort of fucked up message that like reading with our kids, playing with our kids, doing things for the home, for our family is some sort of reward enough. Right. Right? That like yeah. that it's just reading. Right. That's fun. Yeah. I can't wait to read with my yeah. kids, guys. When I have kids, I'm going to read to them all the time. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, God, this is actually exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> or you're just not there. there. You're just yeah. not mentally there. You're like you're reading tired. the word on the page, yeah. but you're like thinking about some other problem that you have to solve. That is right. Or something. It's really. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I, you're. Here's the thing. All of it's true. Yeah. And. It, it's so hard. I do have to go back. That thing where people are like, you wanted this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like. So what? So, so you what? wanted it. It's still hard. It's still hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Does yeah. it like alleviate the difficulty yeah. of it? Yeah. Oh, we all got to get better. But, you know, that's, it is, it's so hard mm-hmm. to be okay with those feelings of regret. It is yeah. so hard. But like, just because you have the feeling yeah like does it that's a like you you know you're not going back yeah so like it's okay you know what I mean like the, having those right. feelings is not gonna hurt anyone like nobody's right. harmed by you having those fe- you know what yeah, I mean it doesn't like, mean like you're you actually have a monkey's paw hidden somewhere in your house <laughs> yeah. and by even just having those thoughts you're gonna wake up tomorrow yeah. and like we're gonna like Thugging, everything's changed. Yeah. yeah. You know, I wish I'd never been born. <laughs> well, we'll show you what that's like. Yeah. That's not going to happen. It's yeah. okay. To, yes. These are feelings. We're entitled to them. Yeah. Because if we repress some of those, yeah. then then it's a problem. Yeah. Then we have a headache of, like, not being true to ourselves. Yeah. You are doing a remarkable job. That is so hard. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. That is hard Single what you're doing. parent, full-time working, kids showed up kids, in your house. Two and ten months. Oh! That is so hard. That is really that is hard. fucking hard. Yeah. Really, really fucking hard. <laughs> I mean, is. really. Yeah. I mean, it's so natural <laughs> that that feels wrong much <laughs> of the time. Like... <laughs> It's you're yes. amazing. Yeah. You're you're doing such a good job and it's okay to hate some of it. Yeah. Oh. In fact, you should hate some of it. Yeah. Okay. It's okay. You are it is it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. And you're doing remarkable. Yeah, and it's going to be okay. Teresa, what did we learn today? We learned that Teresa has opinions about my fingernail and hair bag <laughs> that I allowed. That was probably one of the most honest things Teresa has said to me in all of our years together. It was pretty remarkable. And I just was like, I, and here's what's amazing. I felt no I didn't, shame. I felt no right? shame. I yeah. wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go home and talk yeah. to Stefan for eight hours about, <laughs> she maybe, Teresa said she wouldn't let her kid do that. Maybe we should. Nope. We got yeah. a bag of nails and yeah. a bag of hair I in have, the house. I have something like that, yeah. too. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. <laughs> It's just that your children hid it somewhere and you're not aware it exists. (laughs) So we learned that. Actually, I think what we learned was, wow, our brains are like an ever-churning hamster on a wheel of things that we cannot shut down because our lives are consumed by parenthood. (laughs) Great. Lesson learned. We also learned that, uh, once again, 2019, 
the medical community is like, whoa, we should pay attention to women's bodies. And that's irritating. Mm-hmm. But, but not as irritating as them not paying yeah. attention to women's <laughs> bodies, which is also still happening in lots of places. That's right. That is true, too. But we are thankful that there are people out there like Courtney Wyckoff yeah. who's like, huh, maybe I should use my expertise yeah. To question and look into these things. Yeah. Maybe I can help people fix this. Oh, look, I can. Yeah, amazing. Even I swear, even just like when she, whenever she comes on and explains how the body works, yeah. I'm like, oh. Yeah. I, see, that's helpful. Yeah. The fact that whatever's inside of me is the size of a pineapple right now yeah. or like a bottle of dish detergent. Yeah. That's not, not as helpful, helpful. No, as helpful. this is how yeah. my anatomy is working yes. right now. So true. Wow. Yeah. What if those were your little facts you got every week in your little parent that sign would up? Be nice. Could you imagine right now your body is physically doing X, Y, and Z? Mm-hmm. As a result, this or this may happen. Yeah. Ask your doctor about X, Y, and Z. <laughs> I am just going to sit here in stunned silence. Everybody, just want to remind people, uh, the t-shirt votes are in. We have created a President of Everything t-shirt and a You're Doing a Good Job t-shirt. So good job picking the new merch. It's at Topatico right now. If you just go to MaximumFun.org, you can click on the store link. It'll take you right there. So good job, everybody. This is hard. And it's okay for you to say that. And it's not, we got to just stop feeling guilty for sometimes being surprised that this is the life that we're in, Mm -hmm. uh, that we miss sometimes other versions of ourselves, that we're scared and completely unclear on what we're becoming or where we will be later, or that it's just hard. Like, We got to stop feeling like shit for having those feelings. Those are feelings we get to have. And they don't negate that we also love where we're at right now. So that's hard. And you're all doing a really good job navigating that. Teresa, you're doing a really good job. Thanks, Biz. So are you. Thank you. And we will talk to you guys next week. Bye. I got to low down mama blues. I got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. Got to low down mama blues. You know that right. We'd like to thank Max Bunn, our producer, Hannah Smith, our husbands, Stephen Lawrence and Jesse Thorne, our perfect children who provide us with inspiration to say all these horrible things, and of course, you, our listeners. To find out more about the songs you heard on today's podcast and more about the show, please go to MaximumFun.org slash OneBadMother. For information about live shows, our book, and press, please check out OneBadMotherPodcast.com. One Bad Mother is a member of the Maximum Fun family of podcasts. To support the show, go to MaximumFun.org slash donate. Well, daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blue. Oh, said daddy, baby, bustin' by, got low down mama blue. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.